This is the EPLOG audio experience. If you're lousy, if you're lazy, please wake up and smell the coffee. And I mean that literally because I was in the land without which the world wouldn't have had the proverb or the beverage. Hello and welcome to EP Law Presence Around the World with Rohan. I'm Rohan, no price for guessing that. And today I'm going to tell you something very interesting. Very recently I was in Ethiopia and uh, you know the series around the world is all about uh, the wonderful memories and the stories and the, the things which I have understood, things uh, which I have learned from that very country and when I come back home this is the best way to share with you so that when you go perhaps you know a little bit here and there what I'm going to tell you today might help you or probably might uh, uh, generate that curiosity if not going probably might generate the curiosity of going to that very country okay so I'm here to make you aware of these different beautiful beautiful countries, their people, their culture, the food. There are a Ethiopia, what do I say? How can I say? So if you, just in case you, you know, let's, that actually was a good, very good start, okay? Because Ethiopia gave the world the gift called coffee. And those who didn't knew about it, I wouldn't blame them because Ethiopia generally brings to mind the newsreel images of the 80s featuring fly-ridden babies with distended bellies, drought-ruined landscapes, famine, poverty, garibi, bhukumari, sari cheese hai. It was all there, but things are much better. And of course, you need to credit to a country who is trying to develop its logistic, trying to develop its current situation, right? Um, in order to make Ethiopia look a little good, let me put it this way, okay? Ethiopia is one of the largest growing GDP in the whole of Africa. Okay, the airlines, the Ethiopian airlines is the largest airline in Africa. Ethiopia has the largest number of indigenous tribes probably in the world. You know, indigenous tribes. I mean, Adivasi, which are the tribal communities of many people, and I have met some people and but that was amazing. So if you want to travel, and of course, you know, this one very important thing is along with all these things, okay, Ethiopia has great history, great monuments, and the highest number of UNESCO World Heritage Sites in the whole of Africa. So you see, you know, I've been repeating it continuously, whole of Africa, whole of Africa. So it does dominate. It's one of the growing GDPs in Africa. And uh, if you find what I'm going to tell you today interesting, then Ethiopia is a place for you to go and visit. First of all, there are a few countries which are ancient. Israel is ancient. Jerusalem is ancient. Egypt is ancient in this valley civilization. So early back then, you know, during new civilizations, it used to be river water civilizations, right? So in this river had Harappa and Mohenjo-daro. Nile had the Egyptian civilization. But when we talk about the history of this place, we are not talking about ancient. We are talking about prehistoric. So prehistoric, but Bandar hua karte the, to us samay ke fossils is desh mein paaye gaye hain. When I'm talking about fossils of being prehistoric, I'm talking about 3.3 million years ago. Okay, so that was very fascinating about this country, and I was very anxious, and um, I didn't had a chance to travel anywhere else other than Gabon in Africa. So Ethiopia came with a lot of curiosity, and I said yes, this is the place I would like to go and visit. 
and today share with you okay so what i have done other than uh, you know uh, sharing my stories here is while i was in ethiopia i had got some time out for myself and i've shared some stories while i was there right there at the location so probably you can you know hear it out uh, in the meantime but right now i'm very much keen to tell you what happened with me and how the road map actually went from addis ababa which was the capital to up north then south then east so in a span of 1820 days i have traveled the whole of ethiopia and there's so much to talk about it but let's start with the capital addis ababa okay Addis Ababa is famous for a lot of reasons. Number one thing is it's one of the highest capital in the world. When I say highest, not size-wise, but altitude-wise, it's it's way above the sea level, and that's precisely one of the main reason that being in Africa, you don't feel like being in Africa because it's pretty cool. The first thing I wanted to know was, of course, I got into the history and I realized that there is a museum which has uh, had the fossils of. Uh, uh this one skeleton this one you know this girl which was found 3.3 million years ago and i was very excited to go there so i went to the national museum of ethiopia now let me tell you that i have traveled to a lot of countries and i've seen lot of museums but i think this is one of the finest museums i've ever come across and if you see the monuments if you see the buildings right outside you probably would feel that it's just on any other museum but i would strongly recommend if you want to know anything about ethiopia and if you are in the capital you got to visit this museum this will give you an insight of where you are and what you're going to see so basically the museum is run by the government and it is one of the oldest and one of the better organized museum in the country with a collection of over close to 170,000 various items but i went there my first thing was i want to go and check out this this fossils of this lady called as lucy i don't know how that name came lucy because obviously 3.3 million year, year ago we wouldn't have named anybody but um, yeah that's how they say there are different stories which surrounds but i'm not going to get into it so some say that um, um, the guy who found that fossil was listening to one of the songs from beatles and it was lucy or something like this yeah crazy stories you know so i don't know what is the right story or which one is the right story i leave that to the experts but uh, you know long thing short i went and straight away went to the ground floor where you have these prehistoric fossils and i went and i saw this fossil called as lucy now uh, obviously it's it's like uh, you know a pieces of bone fossil representing 40 to 50% of the skeleton of a female uh, who would have been alive then you know from i don't know 3.2 million years ago so i don't even know what they, there are a lot of techno you know there's a lot of technical term they call it like for example lucy is called as something called as australopithecus but i don't want to get into you know these can really complicate the things but i'll tell you my experiences okay so when i was i was so fascinated with this this fossil which is 3.2 million year ago and you know when i say 3.2 million year ago that means somewhere it is believed that the start of humanity or humans or who we are as living being started somewhere from that area because you know a lot of mystical things have been told about that 
uh, country. This is just one of them. They have a lot of interesting stories which you will get to hear as we go ahead. But they say that it was started in Ethiopia. I don't know how, the, how much that is true. But again, <laughs> I'll leave that to the experts. So I went and I saw Lucy which was discovered somewhere in 1974-75. And it was in um, this village called Sadar which is in the Awash Valley in the Afar Triangle. Afar is one of the regions in Ethiopia and it's a specimen and of a, a female almost dating back to 3.2 million years ago. And the skeleton also presents a small skull akin to that of a non homonym names. So basically, when we were a bandar, this is So bone structures were different. And today, which we developed, our bone structure but I was reading it and then I realized that she was not the oldest. So there was a fossil that was 3.4 million years ago. And that is called as, that's actually a small baby, uh, a skull and you know, a fossil skip of a small baby, probably a three or four year old baby by the name. And of course, you know, because they have named them, it's easy for us to speak and identify them. It's called as Salam. Or Salem or something like that they say. And then there was one more fossil which was 4.4 million years ago. But then I realized I checked with one of the locals that why Lucy is so popular. So then he said that you know Lucy may be 3.2 million years old but it was found in 1974 so it was a very early discovery. Okay there are a lot of fossils still dug in somewhere you know every day there is some or the other kind of research happening there in Ethiopia. But because she was in 1974 she got a lot of fame and you know she traveled the world and all of that. I mean her fossils traveled the world. <laughs> all the other fossils were found uh, pretty uh, recently you know when i say recently around 15 20 years back so that is why lucy was very popular but if you go to that museum please make sure okay first thing first go to the down floor okay go to the ground floor there's lucy there's salam there is um, uh, i i can't remember the name of that oldest fossil but it's a very bad shape you hardly can make out but still you know 4.4 million years ago of course other than that there are a lot of animals a lot of mammals a lot of mammoth mammals uh, if you go there are around three to four floors of uh, museum it'll give you a different knowledge a different information about the country one would probably tell you more about the tribes the other one would probably tell you about these fossils the third one probably will tell you about the scriptures now for example like we indians use the devnagri for that matter we say hindi is a national language a lot of foreigners when i meet foreigners when i meet outsiders who are not very literate about my country they would probably speak or they would probably ask me hey you're from india do you speak uh, indian okay so basically like are you don't you don't speak indian there's no such language called as indian we speak hindi right so in ethiopia there's no ethiopian there's something called as Amharic. Amharic is a very ancient language and if you see the scriptures of Amharic, it's very tricky but very intriguing. You know, it'll catch your attention. You know, after Egypt, I think um, this was one country which scriptures, the Amharic scriptures really caught my attention. So what happened? The first day was all about museum to know Ethiopia a little bit more better than what I've studied or what I've researched about the place. And then right of course, you know, new country, new place, information ho gaya. 
तो हम चले इथियोपियन कॉफी पीने और वहाँ का ट्रेडिशन खाना खाने तो राइट नेक्स्ट टू द म्यूजियम फ्रॉम वन लूसी आई वेंट टू अनदर लूसी विच इज नेम ऑफ अ रेस्टोरेंट ऑल्सो सो लूसी रेस्टोरेंट में हम जाके बैठे एंड देन अगेन आई मेट अ लोकल गाय होम एक्चुअली एप टू मीट मी इन द म्यूजियम सो आई वॉज इन द रेस्टोरेंट एंड आई नास्ट हेम इफ यू कैन ज्वाइन मी एंड ही सेट Well, fair enough. And then we indulge into a lot of conversation, and then I realized a lot of interesting thing about this country. Number one thing, as I'm already mentioned, you know, it was pretty cold because Addis Ababa is on a certain altitude, very high above the sea level. The other thing I realized that Ethiopian people follow a completely different calendar and a completely different time zone. For example. दे फॉलो द ट्वेल्व टू ट्वेल्व मतलब बारह घंटे का टाइम जोन होता है हमारे पास चौबीस घंटे का टाइम होता है राइट उनके पास बारह घंटा होता है फॉर एग्जाम्पल यहाँ के छह बजे नॉर्मल छह बजे ग्रीक टाइम का वहां पे बारह बजे रहते हैं एंड यू नो ये ऐसी बात नहीं है कि अभी भी ये फॉलो नहीं करते अभी भी वही फॉलो करते इफ यू गो टू इथियोपियन रेस्टोरेंट प्लीज चेक विद कैलेंडर देर आर थर्टी थ्री टू थर्टी फोर डेज इन अ मंथ एंड दे आर वेरी इथियोपियन यू नो ऑल्सो मे बी द रीजन बिकॉज इट हैज नेवर बीन कॉलोनाइज तो इटालियंस आए थे पांच साल राज करके गए लेकिन कभी कोई यूरोपियन कॉलोनी ने इसे कॉलोनाइज नहीं किया दिस इज द ओनली कंट्री इन द होल ऑफ अफ्रीका विच हेज नेवर बीन कॉलोनाइज बाय एन यूरोपियन पावर सो मे बी दैट्स रीजन दिटी एंड indigenous tribes are still very much you know very raw here as we go up north so ababa was a great introduction to ethiopia i had a great chat that night i got to know a lot of things i did ask the local man for a lot of recommendations and upon taking his recommendations into consideration that night i went to this local bar no don't get me wrong let me put it okay it's a local traditional bar so in ababa you'll find lot of these small hole in the wall clubs playing traditional music and uh, you know the music is amazing but then there are dance performances and nothing vulgar about it and let me tell you for whatever 10 20 40 days i was in ethiopia this was the one thing which i would recommend and i love the most now i don't know they have a traditional name for these clubs but then the way they dance is so rhythmic and it is so amazing in fact the story behind it goes that you know up north of ethiopia whoever dances dances with their shoulders and down south it's all booty dance my darling <laughs> so a lot of bottoms and buttocks are used in their dance moves but these uh, hole in the wall clubs now they are not that small they are pretty commercial and but they dance really well the music is awesome and of course you get traditional food and drinks and you should try their local honey wine there and you have a couple of local drinks i wouldn't highly recommend local drinks if you're not used to alcohol just stick to your soft drinks and water and you can try the traditional food it's delicious injil is one of the traditional uh, meal which is made out of um, a very tiny grain Less stiff, and it's a fulsome meal. But uh, please go and visit these clubs, and if you happen to be a little lucky, go on the stage and dance with these people. Okay, they are amazing. Uh, they are glamorous, of course. They are rhythmic. They dance so much with happiness and grace. It was so fun watching them before I took my flight to Baharta, which is right up north. And this was my journey to north of Ethiopia from Baharta. So my journey started with Bahardar which is up north of Ethiopia and from here I was going to travel the north and then move on to the south. So let's talk about the north of Ethiopia starting from Bahardar. 
Bahar that literally translates to seashore. Now please understand Ethiopia is a landlocked country so there's no samandar, there's no seashore here. But yes, there is a huge lake called as Lake Tana. It's the highest in Ethiopia and uh, it is uh, in and around uh, Baharda. So if you go to this place, you definitely visit this lake. There are a lot of interesting things in and around this lake. So what I did, I'll tell you what. Okay, so first thing first, I went to this falls. My first day was all about, you know, relaxing. And then I said that, okay, fine, enough of relaxing. Let me go and do some trekking and hiking. And let me go and see the nature and wildlife. And there's not much of wildlife though. But I said, let me go and enjoy the nature. So I went and I went to these falls to see these falls called as the Blue Nile Falls. Okay, and I thought like Nile and Blue Nile and then I saw the falls and I was surprised and I was looking at the falls for a couple of minutes and I couldn't see anything blue in it. I was like, why the hell is this fall called as Blue Nile? And it wasn't that great as well, you know, it was, you know, hardly any water in the falls. So maybe I came at the wrong time. And then I was wondering, oh, by the way, by the way, this is nothing to do with the Nile, okay, the Great Nile of Egypt, okay. It's one of the tributaries, okay, so what happens is the Blue Nile, as they call it here, meets the White Nile somewhere in Sudan and both of them meet the Great Nile, okay? But what happens is the Blue Nile is one of the highest, uh, the, the percentage which goes and meets in the, uh, in the Great Nile is much more than the White Nile, okay? So never mind, let's come to the point. Why is it called as Blue Nile? So somebody told me, I don't know, again, you know, these stories, there's so many stories and you don't know whom to believe, whom not to believe because there's nothing which has been documented about all these things. But anyways, you know, so a lot of uh, years ago, many, many years ago, there were a few researchers who came to these lands and they saw a huge river and they thought, oh, we found the Nile. So they thought it was the Nile and it was blue because of the reflection of the sky. So obviously it had a local name. And they couldn't pronounce it so they started calling it blue nile it became very popular and then people realized that it was nothing to do with nile that huge river was not even nile but nobody even bothered to change their name i don't know how lousy this can be but anyways the name of the falls is the blue nile falls do not visit it during the summers you won't find anything please do visit it during the monsoons it's huge it's humongous it's like the eye of africa uh, in summers it was nothing than few kids who were asking for souvenirs money my scarf and my bottle of water which i didn't give all right so that was blue nile falls but if you happen you know going there during monsters please go ahead okay whatever i'm saying is please understand it's it's what i have seen and what i have recommended it's up to you whether you want to take it whether you don't want to take it either way it's absolutely fine with me okay go live your life enjoy your time that's more important whether you listen to me whether you don't listen to me that's secondary primary <laughs> use your own brains all right so i went to lake tana lake tana is like a beautiful and very sacred lake mainly sacred because there are a lot of monasteries uh, which surround this lake so i decided that bhai sahab ab thoda sa hum shuddhikaran karenge और ऑर्थोडॉक्स क्रिश्चियन जो सबसे ज्यादा तादाद में है इथियोपिया में अब मैं खुद क्रिश्चियन हूँ आई डोंट गेट टू मच इन टू रिलीजन बट आई एम क्रिश्चियन बट आई कुडन रिलेट टू एनीथिंग व्हाट द ऑर्थोडॉक्स क्रिश्चियंस डू आई कुडन अंडरस्टैंड देयर प्रेयर्स एंड आई कुडन अंडरस्टैंड द वे दे आई थिंक दे आर वे मोर स्ट्रिक्ट एंड डिसिप्लिन एंड देर प्रेयर्स एंड देर वेरी ऑर्थोडॉक्स I'm very much into here very really you know I really need to it's high time I need to start reading the bible again 
but a lot of biblical reference uh, you'll get in Ethiopia. I'll tell you one thing at a time. But right now I decided to go to the monastery. If you happen to go to one of the monasteries here, okay, please do visit the St. Mary's Monastery and please do check out its Frisco paintings. And one thing about Ethiopia is everything is 6 AD, 4 AD, 14th AD, 12th AD and so on and so forth. So it's very fascinating for you to see that, you know, things which are 800, 900,000 years old are still kept and still in a condition where you can watch. Obviously, you cannot go and click pictures, but uh, no flash allowed inside. But please go and do notice one thing, right? On every church or every monastery, you will see seven ostrich eggs, which indicates seven days a week, which also indicates uh, seven monastery in that peninsula. Which so I don't know what exactly, why, what's the significance of the ostrich. So if you can Google or probably if you can ask any historian, probably he would be the right person to ask. Anyways, my job was to tell you, to make you curious. I'm not here to butterfly any gyan. Please understand, okay? I'm here to share the stories, okay? No butterflying gyan. Aap apna check kije, research kije. Aapko itla karna mera kaam hai, so mein kar raha hoon. So, uh, you know, we couldn't spend much time in Bahardar. But if you happen to go to one of these Orthodox churches, please do visit. Especially when, um, you know, the mass is going on during the weekends and I don't know how many times these people go for mass. One I understand is an anticipatory mass which goes on Saturday and then we have the main mass on Sunday. But then they have a lot of fasting, a lot of masses, a lot of preaching. Very disciplined people, very much into spirituality. You know, very good. But I'd rather stay the way I am, where my God is in my heart. I thought it was way too extreme, but people believe. Most of the people, maximum, the majority of the people in Ethiopia are Orthodox Christian. And the amazing thing I got to know when I went from the north, from Bahadur to Gondor, in one of the other Orthodox churches is when Jesus was crucified, which is around 2000 years ago, okay? Six months after Jesus' crucifixion, Christianity was in Ethiopia and it started spreading in a span of 100 years. And you know, most of the people today uh, do follow these stories so there are a lot of churches which will have a lot of interesting stories so the best way possible is get a local guide and make sure you speak to the priest or whoever the caretaker of the church or that monastery or, or that cathedral is he will tell you amazing stories about that place okay gondor is another beautiful 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 uh, place and i especially went there for this one type of monkeys actually they're baboons called as the gelato baboons now they are like if you see the wildlife if you see the anything you know coming especially someone going from india to ethiopia everything from flora to fauna everything changes okay uh, it's it's uh, you know we are a pretty uh, you know it's it's a country in the equator in and around the equator so, uh, flora or vegetation, biodiversity So I went to see these uh, monkeys, baboons, whatever you call it, uh, on a beautiful mountain range called as the Simeon Mountains. Now, Simeon Mountains are part of UNESCO World Heritage uh, Landscape Site. But if you go there, one thing you can easily find are these gelado baboons. Okay, they are very friendly. When maybe you know they're pretty, pretty much domesticated now, and the valley is extremely beautiful. So if you get a chance to hike, do not miss it, and do visit the Gondor Palace, which will talk about the history of that place. Again, a lot of world heritage sites. So Gondor Palace is another place I would strongly recommend. I would uh, also recommend a couple of churches. But when it comes to churches, as I moved ahead uh, up north to a place called as Lalibela. There are 11 churches carved out of rock. When I say carved, 
it is not built it is chiseled out of a single rock and uh, you know king lalibela you know started this mission i don't even know how how many years ago but it took 23 years and there are different stories about lalibela lalibela is a unesco again site but uh, the three temples i'm going to talk about are the one the first temple which was constructed before called the sant mariam amazing beautiful fossil paintings a lot of symbolical significance again these are very historical sites so don't expect something absolutely drastic and funny and entertaining and you know nightlife and all these things here okay because people are pretty orthodox okay so you won't get any of that you'll get coffee traditional coffee traditional food all of that is there you'll get nature you'll get landscapes but don't expect anything other than that lalibela has these lovely churches which are divided in different groups so in group A, you will come across three churches. Group B, you will come across a couple of more churches, and then you have the other isolated groups. But the first one I saw was the one which was constructed first. So King Lali Bela was basically the king who constructed it, and it is believed or said that you know he was poisoned by his cousin, and then he was dead, and then he went to coma. Not dead, actually. He went. We went to coma. Then he went to heaven, and then the Lord said that you have to go back and build churches and. you know ask people to follow on my path so he went back and he chiseled down all those churches and uh, it is very hard to believe that those churches were all all 11 churches were made in 23 years and archaeologists believe that it's just not possible if in case it was made in 23 years he would have required almost close to 40 to 50000 people and that was not the kind of manpower which was there at that point of time and we are talking about chiseling right so just hammer and a nail and a chisel that's it okay and if you see those temples they are amazing but the locals believe that the holy spirit came and helped them in building those churches and that's the reason why it was done i'm talking about chiseling a rock 30 meters from where you are standing and it is intense and they have this amazing holies and the holy obviously nobody is allowed to go inside but if you see the interiors if you see the the, the detailing the pillars it is amazing Lali Bela if you're a history lover even if you're not just for sake of great discoveries just go and check this place out okay if you are in north but you know what even that's not enough because as i move to the other side there's a town called as Aksum Aksum is the oldest town in the whole of Ethiopia and it is believed that the ark of covenant if you're a christian you would probably understand okay the ark of covenant is kept here ark of covenant jo isai nahi hai unko main bata do ki christianity mein hum 10 jo rules hai wo palan karte hain jisko hum 10 commandments bolte hain to kehte hain ki moses ko bhagwan ne ek pahad pe bulaya gaya tha jiska naam tha mount sinai aur wahan pe do patthron ke upar पांच रूल्स यहाँ पे और पांच रूल्स यहाँ पे बताए गए थे एंड दीज आर बेसिक कमांडमेंट्स रिस्पेक्टिव पेरेंट्स डू नॉट स्टील डू नॉट किल इट इज द फाउंडेशन ऑफ क्रिस्टियनिटी द टेन कमांडमेंट्स एंड इट वाज रिटन ऑन दोज रॉक्स एंड मोजेस केम डाउन विद दोज रॉक्स एंड इट वाज केप्ड इन अ सर्टन नाक ऑफ कॉवन कि भैया ये हमारा प्रॉमिस है कि हम ऐसे ही जियेंगे और वो कहते हैं जाहिर से बात है कि किसी को आपको देखने को तो अलाव नहीं है लेकिन कहते हैं वो ऑक्सन के चर्च में रखा गया है वो चर्च मैं बाहर से देख चुका हूँ ऑब्वियसली लोकल्स भी अलाउड नहीं है ओनली द हाई प्रिस इज अलाउड टू गो इनसाइड एंड आर्क ऑफ कॉवनेंट वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट समथिंग विच इज एक्सट्रीमली सेंसिटिव एंड विच इज एक्सट्रीमली यू नो इम्पॉर्टेंट वेन इट कम्स टू द क्रिस्टियनिटी बट एक बात मुझे समझ में नहीं आई देखो ट्रैवलर होने का ये बड़ा ये चीज़ हो जाता है 
मैं माउंट सिनाय पे गया था माउंट सिनाय है इजिप्ट के एक कोने में और फिर कहा जाता है कि आर्क ऑफ गवर्नमेंट यहाँ पे लगा गया तो इजिप्ट से यहाँ कुछ बहुत हजारों किलोमीटर है मुझे नहीं मालूम ये कैसे आया और किस हद तक ये बात सही है बट दे से दैट यू नो द आर्क ऑफ गवर्नमेंट इज केप्ट इन एग्जाम एग्जाम इज अ प्लेस विच यूज टू बी दैपिटल ऑफ क्वीन शीबा क्वीन शीबा जो एक इथियोपियन थी उनकी शादी जो है एक इसराइली राजा से हुई थी सोलोमन जिनका नाम था और कहा जाता है शादी एक्चुअली माफ कीजिएगा शादी नहीं हुई थी बट उन दोनों में प्रेम था और वो इसराइल गई और जब वो वापस आई और उन, उनका एक बेटा हुआ जिसको मैनलिक कहा जाता है एंड मैनलिक बेसिकली द रीजन वाई क्वीन शीपा इज फेमस इन इथियोपिया इज बिकॉज द फर्स्ट किंग ऑफ इथियोपिया वॉज मैनलिक सो बेसिकली शी इज द मदर ऑफ इथियोपिया सो देर इज अ सर्टन एरिया वेर यू हैव लॉर्ड ऑब्लिस्क ऑब्लिस्क मतलब बड़े बड़े पिलर्स होते हैं जो पुराने जमाने अगर आप इजिप्ट में जाएंगे तो आपको पता चलेगा राइट एट दी एंट्रेंस यू हैव अटन टू ह्यूज पिलर्स और कपल ऑफ मोर पिलर्स विच लॉर्ड ऑफ स्क्रिप्चर्स ऑन इट सो बेसिकली इट काइंड ऑफ प्यूरिफाइज द एयर बिफोर यू गो इन साइड इट टेल्स यू लिटल बिट अबाउट दैट प्लेस इट यू नो दिग्नल तो जब इटालियन इन्वेजन हुआ था बहुत सारे ऑब्लिस्क यहाँ से लेके गए थे रोम में लगाए गए थे चौराहे पे लगा के और जब इंडिपेंडेंस हो गया था उसके कुछ सोलह सत्रह सालों बाद वो वापस ला के इथियोपिया में दे दिए गए थे बट यू गॉट टू विजिट अंगजम इज वन ऑफ द वेरी रेयर वन ऑफ द ओल्डेस्ट एंड देन आई सेट दैट ओके इनफ ऑफ नॉर्थ यू नो इनफ ऑफ ऑल दीज हेरिटेज वॉल्यूम्स चर्चेज खाना कहाँ है ट्राइब्स कहाँ है जंगल कहाँ है एंड देन आई वॉज बीन टोल्ड फॉर दैट यू नीड टू गो टू द साउथ सो आई हैड इट द साउथ So my first destination in down south was Dabra Mench. Dabra Mench is basically a very beautiful looking place. If you land, you realize that it's been dominated mainly by a rainforest and beautiful lakes. But I was here for one specific reason to see the tribes of Omo Valley. Omo Valley is further down south when you go towards Jinka and towards the Kenyan and Sudan border. But um, I did happen to visit to one of the local tribes there called as the Dorze tribes. Their main profession is weaving, handcraft, shawls, scarves, amazing colors. And of course, something coming from tribes are absolutely authentic. So a beautiful souvenir if you happen to uh, visit to one of their houses. Amazing houses in the shapes of elephants, skull. If you don't understand what I'm saying, please Google the house or the homes of Dorze tribes. and they are extremely famous for weaving but then enough of you know i i didn't waste too much of time there because i wanted to go really deep south to see the authentic and the raw tribes and my first introduction to them was with the karos so when i see the karos today you know they seem to be one of the most friendliest and um, one of the very well spoken tribes not everybody speaks uh, english there but most of them have are pretty educated they have schools in their villages it was very raw because you know all the men and women are semi nude so you need to understand that there is a certain tradition which is going on and they're not ashamed of flaunting their culture and who they are which is a very good thing uh, you know with karos they do a lot of paintings on their face so they are known for their paintings on their face and you know the beads on in their necks which is basically used to beautify the whole appearance but one thing i was so taken back is the omo valley now omo valley is basically a valley which is surrounded by omo river and you know out of the 48 49 uh, indigenous tribes close to 36 or 35 tribes are in south and most of them 
मोर देन थर्टी प्लस ट्राइब्स आर इन एंड अराउंड दिस ओमो वैली तो अगर आप देखेंगे तो एक नदी है फर्स्ट कीजिए इमेजिन कीजिए एक तरफ एक पहाड़ है और नीचे देखेंगे तो एक नदी है और सामने देखेंगे तो नदी की पस पार एक जंगल है जहाँ पे जंगली जानवर रहते हैं और जब मैं कहता हूँ जंगली जानवर मैं ये मतलब सांप बिच्छुओं की बात नहीं कर रहा हूँ आई टॉक अबाउट लाइन्स एंड लेपर्स एंड चीतर्स एंड ब्लैक पैंथर्स एंड एलिफेंट्स एंड हिपोज एंड क्रोकोडाइल्स एंड सोन एंड सो फोर्थ ओके सो कारोज वन ऑफ दैम इन फैक्ट वन ऑफ द वेरी इंटरेस्टिंग थिंग दे टोल मी बिकॉज दीज गाइज आर सो रॉ और वो बचपन से वहीं उसी वैली में जो है पले बड़े है और जो भी उन्हें सिखाया गया है इट्स बेसिकली अपोकलिप्टो you know it's it's about this you know the maya during the maya times maya calendar wagera aap dekhte hai na to us dauran jo hai how people used to live in the jungles you know the jungle used to be everything right from medication to food to uh, you know fishing everything everything was provided by the jungles same here this is exactly the same when you go there you'll realize couple of people may speak english but they are still 100 200 years right behind the modernization but that's the best part about them and that's precisely one of the main reasons why we want to go there so karos were amazing and one thing what they told me was you know they are very good swimmers because everybody has a close proximity to to the omo river and they said that you know i i asked them don't you be afraid of you know all the pythons and snakes and crocodiles because a lot of crocodiles in omo river they like not really you know there are a lot of crocodiles and uh, we are we are used to it in fact there's this one crocodile which is a friend of ours and we swim with her and you know she brushes us next to him next to you know we brush her when we are swimming next to her and she brushes us and what sort of crocodile is this one like yeah that's a friend but she knows she's swim past her we but you know stuff like that you know so then we asking what happens if you go into the jungle did you encounter any lion well like, yeah so what do you do you stand you wait for him to go well like, no we just run away you know and you know a lot of human attacks have happened in the last couple of years but not much and these people are pretty good hunters as well okay talking about hunters i moved on to the next tribe of course there's so many tribes but i'm going to try telling you as much as possible maybe around 4 to 5 i moved on to dasnage now dasnage please understand something there's something called as omotic semotic and nilotic omotic are the one who have been staying in and around omo river nilotic staying in and around nile river and I have no idea what semitic means <laughs> but uh, there are a lot of tribes which are nilotic but speaks omotic who are nile who are in sudan and then they eventually came to this part of the country sudan alag country hai bhai dusre desh se nile jahan se nikalti hai wahan pe sudan hai wo apni jagah chhod ke kyun kya ho jata hai na mostly inka profession hota hai cattle herds ab chara ek jagah pe khatam ho gaya to वहाँ पे रुके रहेंगे तो कैटल्स मर जाएंगे उनकी तो उन्हें मूव करना पड़ता है सो बेसिकली नॉट मोर लाइक नॉट नोमैड्स नोमैड्स नहीं कह सकते नोमैड्स तो एकदम बंजारों के जैसे होते हैं बट दे मूव आफ्टर टेन इयर्स और फिफ्टीन इयर्स और ट्वेंटी इयर्स आफ्टर सेंगलाइज दैट इज नथिंग मच ऑफ फूड देयर और वेजिटेशन देयर फॉर द कैटल्स एंड फॉर दैम सेल्फ दैन दे मूव सो लॉट ऑफ पीपल फॉर सेंचुरीज दे ट्रेवलिंग एंड दे स्टार्ट फ्राम द नाइल रिवर दे केम टू दो रिवर सो दे स्पीक they are the origin is from a different place but they speak because they have to adapt to the local languages they speak the local language the nilotic but they speak omotic just in case you don't understand still i can't help it please google it <laughs> so dasnage is one of the tribes and they are excellent hunters and their main profession no it's not cattles 
it's hunting crocodiles but um, so if you happen to go to one of the villages you'll see that a lot of women are wearing crocodile ke daanton ka mala pehna gaya hai and if you happen to see men wearing a ostrich fur on top of their head okay please respect them that is because he has killed a very powerful animal when i say powerful animal it means either elephant leopard or lion or you know someone from the enemy like literally a human from the other tribe or enemy and you'll see a lot of ak47s and lot of weapons and everything but don't be scared it's just for their protection okay not your protection to yahan pe kya ho jata hai na ek tribe dusre tribe ke sath jhagda ho gaya ya fir yuddh ho gaya to आजकल पहले डंडे और पत्थरों से काम चलता था आजकल एक ए के फोर्टी सेवन से काम चलता है अगर आपको ए के फोर्टी सेवन चाहिए तो आपको पांच अपनी गाय देनी पड़ेंगी और उसके बदले में एक ए के फोर्टी सेवन और गोली आपको मिलेंगी सो डोंट बी स्कैन बट इट्स ऑलवेज एडवाइजेबल टू हैव समवन हु स्पीक द लैंग्वेज नॉट एवरी ट्राइब एवरी ट्राइब स्पीक द सेम लैंग्वेज बट आई वुड हाईली रिकमेंड प्लीज डो नॉट गो अलोन अपने अकेले स्टंट्स मत मारिए क्योंकि एज यू गो deeper and deeper you realize the tribes get more and more wrong talking about the next tribe which is the murshi tribe murshi tribe is one of the very commercial commercial meaning bahut famous hai jaise aap kenya mein jayenge to masai mara bahut famous hai murshi tribes are basically the jinka valley jo dominate karte hain aur jo apne lips mein plate lagate hain it's again one of the reasons to beautify them a lot of reasons actually it there's other story which says that you know they were slaves and they didn't wanted to go so women started cutting the lips and start putting these these discs lip plates or whatever they call it so that uh, whoever wants the slave don't take them because they kind of look a little different and eventually it became the identity of that tribe and um, a lot of women still wear or you know for the commercial angle still Then my last tribe was the Hamar tribe. Hamar tribe is one of the oldest tribes, and they are known for their hair, and their scars, and their necklaces. Now every necklace. Now if you're married, now guy can get married for almost two to four times, or more than that. I don't know. You know, it's a very patriarchy-dominated society in the tribes, and there's something called as lot of uh, what you can say internal stories. So for example, Hamar will do a lot of there's something called as the bull jumping ceremony it's a ceremony which turns a boy into a man and it's a crazy ceremony where you have to strip down to absolutely nothing you have to run on top of the bulls naked and then you have to jump on the other side if you happen to do that well you're the man if you don't i don't know maybe <laughs> they, they they said that it's it's once in a lifetime but i'm i don't think so you know you know you can try you can always try next time but i'm not sure about that so many things were happening and it was so hard to believe that ethiopia is so much of this so we are just not talking about the history and the geography and the topography and the tropical climate and the equator but also the tribes and then you know there were a couple of more interesting cities like harar where i witnessed the where where were fed the hyena so there are domesticated hyenas which come and they believe that the hyenas are the one who keep the village safe from the other animals so they come and they feed Hainas, and it's a walled city. It's a very beautiful city. It's been nominated by UNESCO for uh, heritage as well as for peace. And if you happen to be in Harar, please visit a Harare home, traditional Harare home, where you have a lot of plates in your room. The sitting arrangements are different. Everything mostly will be red or very colorful. Everything here has meaning. 
very interesting theories, theories, myths, legends attached to this country, but it could be one hell of an experience. Of course, you know, everything is not positive, but we would not talk about the negatives today because the negatives are very few. The people are very nice. People can speak English. They can understand you, you know, far more better than most of the other African countries. But with the history and the tribes, it really makes it worth visiting. I hope you enjoyed whatever I said and I hope maybe a couple of them are already thinking about going and maybe googling or maybe researching a little bit. I'm not sure about whether this guy, you know, made sense or not, but so no problem. I, as I mentioned earlier, my job was just to just to lit that fire inside you and if I happen to be so you do you think that I have done that please please write us on uh, bonjour at eplog.media and uh, you can visit me on my Instagram page and you can visit eplog media page which is on Instagram if you enjoyed what I said today and if you want to hear such stories from such different continents and countries Please subscribe to us so that whenever we uh, put in something new, you are automatically updated about the same thing. And I would love to have more and more of you. So it's more fun uh, to tell you the stories and to, you know, get your feedback. Thank you, wonderful. I will be back with you with more of Ethiopia and other countries very shortly. Until then, have a great time. Keep traveling. Be raw.